0: Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of the CoLab podcast from our studios in Clearwater, Florida. I am Executive Director Christina Baker, and I'm excited to share today's guest with you, so let's jump on in. Today we're chatting with elementary educator slash author slash illustrator slash podcaster and finally slash my friend Jillian Bois.
1: Oh, I love that. I love the slashes. I know.
0: And then I, it makes me think of Guns N' Roses. And yeah. so I'm
1: like, I, <laughs> should we keep that? I don't know. And I'm number seven.
0: Seven's like a good number. Seven is a really mm-hmm. good number. Really yes. good number. And we're very happy to have you. So I'm going to get going on your, ah. on the name. So, cause <laughs> I always have like, funky things on like everybody's got a weird name and then I all of a sudden started second guessing the pronunciation of your last name and then I'm like she gonna want to do Jill I know you was Jill but now she's famous so it's Jillian like <laughs> I don't know
1: <laughs> well okay so it's Du Bois is the last name, but it's an Americanized version of Dubois, sure. which is French for, for, of the woods, and I, that's Tim's name, so anyway, but um, no, so I, you know, I always wondered why I was just Jill, and my like, mom, I'm like, why just Jill? She goes, honey, I don't know, that was just what I liked back then, I'm like, all right, so when I decided to start expanding, you know, my creative passions and taking some different journeys, I thought, you know what? I always wanted to be Jillian, so I'm gonna make myself Jillian. So I really
0: like Jillian. Yeah. I like it I a lot. I
1: always wanted to be Jillian. So when I started the very first thing I started to do was I got into social media with I jumped into Twitter. I had never been on Twitter before before that the pandemic. Was yeah. And I just found a whole new world of educators and support and fun and best friends. Yeah, and we're still still
0: alive and kicking. Wow, you know? that's amazing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Okay. So let's walk back um, to elementary school educator. When did that start? 21
1: years ago. Wow,
0: you're yeah. old. Yeah, 20. <laughs> I think
1: we're about the same age. <laughs> oh, <really>? So <laughs> Never mind. Super young you are. Yeah. We're both in the same uh, club, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> we're close to it. Um. Yeah, so no, I started teaching later in life. Um, it was not my first career. My first career was actually in ophthalmology. Really? And I worked for an ophthalmologist. I was a technician and a surgical counselor and for an ophthalmologist in Clearwater. And when Austin came along, our son, I thought, you know, we're going to stay home for a little while Then he went to school, Then I'm like, well, let me volunteer in school. Mm -hmm. I think that's right about the time you and I met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was like I just, I loved being in school. I loved the kids. I had so much fun with them, and I'm like, hey, I could probably do this. And I did. So did you have your degree prior to that? I had a four-year bachelor degree. Okay. So at the time, gosh, 21 years ago, Florida was needed teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, We were desperate for teachers. So they had what was called a transition to teaching program from St. Pete College. Mm -hmm. And so they would give you a professional teaching certificate if you took 15 hours worth of online classes. Whoa. Yeah, which was... It was good because it was exciting. I didn't have to go back to school yeah. and get anything. But at the same time, I had no formal training.
0: Was that so, just on the elementary level? Or yeah, it's okay. K through 6. Okay.
1: So I had to take a couple of tests and, you know, pass a couple exams, and that was about it. But I didn't had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know. And they threw me in a third-grade classroom, and I remember just thinking la-di-da all right everybody sit down look at the board <laughs> here's your go. assignments let's go through the book do your homework test we're done and that's the and w- third
0: grade is a big <laughs> yeah. year yeah, I'm surprised that's where they started you.
1: Yeah, I think that was where there was a need mm-hmm. number 1 and I had been working in that school for some time just volunteering mm-hmm. and working in the office and in the cafeteria. So that was it. Kind of worked my way up. Davis and It was at Davis, mm-hmm. yeah, Davis Elementary. Mm-hmm. So, but I had some good partners who really helped nurture me and they modeled some things for me that I really really needed help with but i was that you know authoritative teacher i mean i was that sit down don't stop talking you know (laughs) what are you doing on the floor for god's sake get up Uh, what stop picking your nose you know it's like that kind of thing right um and that was about that i was teaching gosh i taught for a good 10 years and austin um our son was struggling um in middle school he had gone to middle school I stayed behind in elementary and kept teaching and he had some really serious um, learning challenges Mm. we had him diagnosed he was ADHD had dyslexia and so it was just always a struggle for him so by the time he got through seventh grade it was just it was awful Mm. we couldn't you know, we just couldn't do any more to support him, and he had an IEP. which he had an, you know, education plan. He had support. He had all the things that he needed according to the state, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't enough. You know, and we were doing three and four hours of homework a night. Mm-hmm. So we made a decision as a family to homeschool. Mm-hmm. Which you know, there's a huge stigma attached to homeschoolers, sure. <laughs> right? Um, but we were not, you know, the weirdos dressed in denim jumpers and
0: you know, <laughs> little <laughs> house sure. on the prairie. <laughs> I feel we like I've were, seen a jumper in there.
1: <laughs> nope, we are very untraditional. I mean, he, um, we went on field trips, and we went instead of sitting and learning history, went to the Tampa History Museum and learned all about Florida history there. We went to Fort De Soto. We did, you know, we just did things that were unconventional. That he learned in his style, mm-hmm. but that also meant I had to leave my job. So mm-hmm. I had to quit teaching. Um, stayed with him for five years and got him through high school. And wow. yeah. But I learned so much. You know, I learned, hey, I'm not, I don't need to be that. Everybody's got their own learning style. Everybody is so different, so unique. Mm -hmm. And we need to hone in and know our kids, each student, so that we can know how to better serve them Mm -hmm. and teach them. That's what I did for Austin. And Mm -hmm. look what he taught me. And he thrived. Um, You know, he would, he is still to this day, he loves being on a farm. He loves being around Mm -hmm. horses and equines and He would always say, hey, if I get my work done, can I go, you know, wash the horses down? I'm like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, right in Mm -hmm. Safety Harbor. He would go volunteer at a barn. So, you know, so he would sit on the back of a horse and, you know, read social studies or Mm -hmm. read literature. I never made him write a paper. I'm like, why am I going to make him write a paper? What's Mm -hmm. he going to do with that? You know, so he was learning things that were applicable to him. Mm -hmm. So, So it was very successful.
0: But then I went back
1: into the classroom.
0: And was that back to Davis? Or? No,
1: I went to Skycrest Christian School. Okay. Um, that, um, let's see, that was six years ago. So, so
0: you went from yeah. public, a public school environment public to a private to school private, environment. Yeah. And what was that transition like? Which,
1: actually, I really, like, I have loved every moment. I've been there the past six years. The kids have been amazing. It's it's It was a different kind of freedom. There was um, freedom to... Really, just be myself. I didn't have to really kind of go through all of the politics and all of the, you know, rigmarole of mm. public school, you know, things that had to happen. And it was, I mean, I still was accountable and I still was held to standards and teaching that. But I, I was able to teach my way mm. and let them sit on the floor if they want to sit on the floor. Let them have, they have wobble stools now, they don't even have chairs or let them sit on top of their desks, or sit under my desk if you want to read, and they have so much more freedom. I've just, when you get to know your kids, and you get to know their personalities, and who they are, where they come from, because not all of those kids are coming from, you know, faith-based homes. A lot of them, you know, have never even heard of faith before, so (laughs) it was like, it's still like, you know, we can. I, I can just talk to them. I can love on them. Mm-hmm. I can hug them. I can right. tell them,
0: "I love you." So you were able to be you. Yeah. Her, which gave you more patience and understanding for yeah. the kids, and there's that circle of you know yeah. love, basically. Yeah. yeah. It and all acceptance. just kind of
1: came full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, I got wrapped up in your story and I forgot where <laughs> I was going next. So, uh, so you're still teaching at Skycrest Christian?
1: I am still there, and for the next twenty four days.
0: Whoa!
1: Yeah, the countdown is on. How and, do you feel about uh, that? Um, you know, I made that decision about November December to transition out of the classroom and to pursue some other opportunities. And I thought for sure, this is what I want to do. I'm so excited. Um, you know, it was a great opportunity working for a company in Ohio that um, actually does professional development credentials for teachers. Mm-hmm. So it'd be creating content for teachers to help them learn nice. and to, for them to, you know, have their professional development in a different kind of way. Um, working from home, you know, I, I love, I'm a homebody, I love being at home. Um, and then this week it really hit me. It was like mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is it. This is a big change. I love children mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll ever be away from them completely. I'd love to come back and, you know, be able to read read to them mm-hmm. or, you know, hang out on the playground with them for a while. <laughs> Do the fun things. Right. With no responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, be that one that you know can kind of, hey, you want to pick your nose? You go pick your nose because <laughs> don't I wash don't your hands either. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a little um, bittersweet. I think I, you know, now that it's coming to the end, and I know that there's, um, you know, this year's kids. I've got some just some really ones that I've just focused in on helping and. Mm-hmm we've just created these amazing relationships, not just with the kids, but with the families. Mm. So I'm hoping to stay connected. Sure. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that
0: plays out. So 24 more days. And then when does the new gig start?
1: Kind of as soon as I kind of take a little breather, mm-hmm. probably take a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been working for them for about a year oh, part okay. time, okay. like on the side, a little side hustle. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and yeah, opportunity came up, and I thought I'd grab it. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Good for you. Yeah. Taking that leap. Yeah. Let's jump tracks here and talk about you as an author and illustrator. How did that come about? Oh, man. So... How much time do we have? We've got all the time (laughs) in the world.
1: (laughs) No, I'll make it very quick. But you know, I always, you know, we always we all have our. I always say it's our ish. We have our stuff we go through. You know, nobody's life is perfect, and mine has definitely not been perfect. And I think about you know all the struggles that I've been through personally with infertility and adopting and. Um, with a son that has learning challenges and we now found out he's on the autism spectrum Um, as an adult um, Hmm. we have found that out and I've lost my dad and my sister and you know just all of those things that happen to you in life just kind of are a culmination they make you who you are and I never ever would have had any inkling to write a book a children's book but Two years ago, when we were all home, homebound, oh, my gosh. I mean, yes, I love being at home, but not stuck <laughs> at home. When um, I can't get out to go to Publix or, mm-hmm. you know, go take a walk, you know, in the park without, oh, that was, that was you know, another day. But, right. I, I, thought, you know, I'm just going to start writing. And I would just, I'd wake up, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and I would just do these brain dumps. And I called them heart dumps because it was really just things that were on my heart that I needed to come out because I believe that everybody has a message to share. Mm-hmm. I really believe that that's what we're here on this planet for. Absolutely. We need to connect with other people. We need to empathize and to sympathize and to be, gosh, just we're all on the same planet. We're mm-hmm. all on the same, you know. Um, so anyway, I started writing a book about my sister. She passed away almost 10 years ago from cancer. And she left behind a 7-year-old mm. um, daughter and a 9-year-old son. Mm. So my niece and nephew. And, you know, I got to thinking they didn't really know her. She was sick for <clears throat> several of those years. Mm-hmm. And especially my niece, who is just, she's 17 now. And just, she's just my heart. Mm. We were very close. But I thought, you know, I, I want to tell her and her brother about her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, and and what kind of person she was. And she was this amazingly compassionate, loving, Mm -hmm. kind-hearted person who would pick people up that were broken. She didn't go looking for the popular crew to hang out with. She didn't look for the cheerleaders and the jocks. She um, wanted to find the ones that had no friends Mm -hmm. and the ones that were hurting or had families that were dysfunctional. And she became their friend. And she really just spent her life Lifting other people up. So the first children's book that I wrote was called Liv's Seashells. Mm-hmm. And her name was Lisa. But Lisa's Seashells <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue twister. So I'm like, well, okay, Liv... Lisa can live through live so perfect. live seashells but it's about a little girl who goes to the beach and she does she picks up all of the a bunch of seashells she p- makes a pile of the perfect ones and the imperfect one, imperfect ones but she loves the ones that are broken mm. and chipped and cracked and she knows she can't fix them but she knows that she can gather them up and share her compassion and her love mm. and at one point in the book she just kind of like is in her bed and she's just like whispering her voice of affirmation to these things that she's collected saying, don't let anybody take away your chance to sparkle and shine for mm. who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the, the gist of the book. But I, I wrote it for Kaylee and, and Josh, and that's um, just kind of how it kind of took off. So
0: that was your goal?
1: That was the goal, mm-hmm. yeah. So every book has had a goal. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so what's book number two? Book number two is Road to Awesome. Um, a Journey for Kids. And it was written by um, myself and my friend Darren Pepperd, who had a book for teachers and leaders called Road to Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I had read it. Um, I'd, he's one of, I met on Twitter, and we got to know each other. And he was like, well, you know, what do you think of my book? I'm like, I loved it. Like, it's amazing. But you know what? I think... I'm going to take a couple of things from your book and I'm going to do like an activity with my kids, let them draw their own road to awesome and just see what... Anyway, so I took it, you know, that just that little idea, took it to school, worked with the kids, and I'm like, called him up like that next day and I said, Darren, we have to write a book. Hmm. We need to write a book for kids because kids need to know that you have a path. It doesn't matter which way you go. It's, there's not a wrong, there's not a right. There's just you. Fill your backpack with your patience and your generosity and your kindness and mm. your goodness and, and, and take it with you and go love it, you know? So that was that one. Okay. Um, three, three, four was, uh, look at, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Three was, uh, look at you Piper Lou. And that was about our rescue dog mm. that we didn't want. Um, <laughs> and I talked to my husband into fostering and he said, fostering is Latin for you're getting a dog. <laughs> So, so, smart. three days later, yes, we were foster failures, mm. and I just wrote a book about, not just her, but just kind of like a paralleled, you know, again, acceptance, mm. and finding a home, and knowing that there is somebody out there for you, mm. and somebody's going to care for you, somebody's going to pick you up when you need it, mm. so, yeah. Okay. The last one is perhaps the most, like, you know, the first one's always the most special. Sure this one is and I brought a couple copies I can leave here with you but um Destiny's Amazingly Different Dreams which is about a girl who um it was written by myself and my co-writer co-author Molly Schaefer and I had written a blog about finding out that Austin was on the autism spectrum and the new buzzword now is not autism it's neurodiverse and neurodiversity. Hmm. So we're trying, everybody's trying to kind of get away from that stigma of autism, autistic, Asperger's. We don't even use that word anymore. Hmm. And it's all neurodiverse because there's so many different, you know, talk about a spectrum. I mean, there is so much difference from one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm -hmm. But um, she called, she was another Twitter friend (laughs) and she called me up and she's like, I just read your blog, and I cried. She goes, I have to tell you my story. I'm 35. I was diagnosed when I was 30 mm. um, on the autism spectrum, and I'd love to share my story with you. And I'm like, let's do it. Well, we hopped on a Zoom call. Two hours later, we were Whoa. still talking, and I was like, Molly, we we have to write a book. Mm. Do you want to share your story? And she's like, nah. <laughs> I have never told anybody. I've never shared that with anybody. Wow. Well, okay. Well, you know what? I'm here, you're here, we're friends, we talk a lot, like whenever you're ready the next day she's like, I got the book written.
0: No way. What?
1: (laughs) She goes, I got it written. I put it into our Google Drive folder. I mean, she could just read it, let me know what you think and I mean we went from there. It was like four months we got that thing pumped out and it was her story of just being different. I mean, she would sh- she shares all her little quirky, mm-hmm. you know, quirks and uh, things, but it's basically again, it's you know, we all need that acceptance. We all have different dreams. We all have different goals. Mm-hmm. And what is weird for somebody is definitely not weird for another person. Right. So, you know, I and when we put this out, she was like, I'm so scared, I'm Mm, so scared, I I don't know what everybody's going to say, but the more she started talking about it, the more confident she got, and I remember she said the day, she goes, Jillian, the day I told my parents, I got rear-ended by a car, she goes, and I was so nervous, Mm. I think I was just so nervous, I just, you know, wasn't sure I was telling him in the car, it was a wrong place to tell him, but she said that her dad started crying. And couldn't believe that she had the courage and the bravery to tell her story.
0: Yeah. <sighs> that so, is really amazing. Yeah, and
1: it, I mean, her school has embraced it. She's a middle school teacher in South Carolina. And mm. she goes, and her, they know her so well. And they wanted to not surprise her, but they wanted to honor her. Mm. And so they set up a little table in the, the, the library set up a little table in the library and put they had bought several copies of the book mm-hmm. and she signed them all Uh-oh. but it was just her by herself right because she didn't want to be around of... a lot of people right she didn't want anybody to recognize her right there were flowers and balloons <laughs> and her
0: perfect for her no and it that was just so it was sweet.
1: it was perfect mm-hmm. so you know I mean I love I love the whole process of writing and illustrating I do, all my illustrations on, um, um, a, a, on my iPad, it's on a Procreate app. And it's like having an art studio right, right in your lap. Um, but that whole process and now publishing, it's, it's not for me, you know? Mm. I mean, I have stories to tell and I have messages to share. Mm-hmm. But for me to be able to collaborate with somebody else to share their mm-hmm. story, that would never have, she would never have shared had we not talked and just you know spilled our hearts out together right that's what I want to do
0: amen you know that's the collabs
1: that's what I want to do deal too I don't I could care less if I write another book myself yeah I want to help other people and it took me a while to figure that out Mm
0: -hmm. because I
1: started my own little publishing I can publish and you know get them out there but I that's it I want to help other people
0: okay they're available on oh. Amazon, Amazon, I know. yeah.
1: Barnes & Noble, Walmart, all these online. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, or on my website.
0: Which so. one sells the best?
1: Right now, well, right now, Destiny is killing it. Hmm. Destiny has sold almost 500 copies. Wow. And that is way <laughs> that is more so than cool. I know any other copies. Probably Lives and, um, yeah. and Destiny Stories yeah. have sold the most, yeah. but... I don't pump them out, you know, I don't pump them out and promote them and, you know, I hate drawing attention to myself. I just, hey, I have a story to share and I've done some illustrations for other people, which I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care to do that, but Mm -hmm. it's not my story. Yeah. So it's hard to make somebody else's story come alive when it's not yours. Yeah. But I still enjoy
0: it and I still do it. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So some of my questions, I guess, were more geared, like, (laughs) one of the, I think, man I'm fumbling over this um I, I was gonna ask you how do you set yourself apart in book sale children's book sales because it's a sea of children's books yeah. but that's not the the main goal yeah so yeah. that no, completely authors, makes sense like yeah, yeah authors
1: you, don't make any money
0: right but podcasters. <laughs> and podcasters,
1: podcasters.
0: On the other hand, (laughs) rolling in it. Oh,
1: yeah. And, you know, that was, you know, at first I was like, hey, this could be, you know, a lucrative job. This could be fun. And then, you know, as you evolve and you get into it and you realize there's more to it than just words on a paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It changes your perspective.
0: So your podcasts, um, I listened to, I listened to one maybe a month or so ago, um, but I, I don't. I think it was more of an interview. I don't think it was... um, I wrote it down, I think. Um, But then I stumbled on your moments of imparted uh, joy today. And how many episodes do you have on there?
1: 35. Okay. Yeah, I just did 30 the 35th one this week. And they're simple. They're just under five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to explain it to the guys earlier and I was like, they're just, they're short, you know, it's very inspiring, motivational, you know, things that uh, they're really good. So there's 35 of those. yeah (laughs) Which one do you think I listened to? Um, depending on the, I mean, I didn't read titles. You didn't read titles. I did not read (laughs) titles. I, I almost lost it today because I listened to 27, which is um, the one about your son, Austin. Aww. And as you know, and many of our tens of tens of listeners know, I have a son uh, on the spectrum or neurodiverse or whatever yeah. the name yeah. is now, um, undiagnosed. Yeah. And, man, that episode just really hit me. The first quote was, there's no template for a successful existence. And, you know, you talk about trying to conform and doing what you think is right to to fit in as you as a person and then as a parent and, you know, making all the right choices. And then you talked about muddling And I really identified with muddling through life, especially all of us through COVID and all, uh, you know, that that entailed. Um, But, you know, then you went in to say, you know, getting back to your son and, you know, I really, different is better than good. And how do we get there? That was my favorite one. That was so good. (laughs) I mean amazing. How do we get there? How do we get everybody on the planet to say different is better than good? Um, I I just couldn't believe it, that that was the episode. There are no accidents. Mm -hmm. You know, we firmly believe that. And the fact that I didn't read any titles and you have 35 episodes and I landed on 27, um, was just extremely, um, moving for me providential it really was yeah so I thank you yeah. now I have to go back and listen to all of them <laughs> <laughs> and I invite our audience um, so moments of imparted joy and that is I don't even know how I stumbled on it but is that on a, a website yeah it's on my website
1: but then it's also linked to um, anchor and to Spotify okay and to all the wherever else it goes, Apple Podcasts. Okay. And, you know, I that, again, that's one of those, you know, like children's books. It's a sea yeah. of, you know, podcasting is is huge right now. But I thought I just wanted – I don't need to interview anybody. I just want to share my little, you know, positivity. And I, I don't want to come across as being a Pollyanna because I, I don't feel that I am because I've been through a lot of ish. <laughs> Um so it's not that you know oh I'm just glossing over all of that it's like no I'm going to share with you who I am through all of that mm. you know because yeah. I've been able to get to the other side mostly for the most part I mean it's still struggle sure um but just sharing from the heart and sharing those little you know 5 4 or 5 minute little mm-hmm. and I do the same with the blogs and I have a, it's interesting because I blog for a magazine Teachers on Fire magazine and I blog very differently too, because I don't use any capital letters. So and I don't use paragraphs. I really put everything is like sentence by sentence, spread out, hmm. lowercase letters, easier to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I've had a many people comment on that. and I think you know it's just I think that so you have to just kind of think about what's gonna set your things mm-hmm. apart from anybody else's. Mm-hmm. So you know, little, Little podcasts, little blogs in lowercase letters, little you know, children's books with interesting messages. <laughs> you know, I I just recently found TikTok. That's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Wozers, we have two. <laughs> it scares me. Oh, Nate so, hates it. I hate so TikTok. He said.
1: <laughs> I know. I heard you say that with with it with Tyler, and you're like, yeah, you youngins. And I'm like, no, it is for. I have seen. 70 and 80 year old women cooking on
0: there yeah that's awesome yeah for sure But for sure um so what's your okay so this next chapter what's you're going to be working from home yeah um helping write curriculum to support teachers am i getting that am i understanding that yeah pretty much it's
1: with um using ed tech tools so what is that technology anything technology based that will help teachers use things in the classroom to Mm -hmm. help supplement their kids learning Mm -hmm. so it could be i mean there's all these different kind of programs that are out there that we can you know hone in on i mean that's what i've done with my students this year i've given them all right here is your book creator app you know Here's what I want you to do. You need to have five pages, you need to have a title page, table of contents, and put five more pages in there of your content, whatever you're gonna do. We did a Black History Month um, project and mm-hmm. they all made books. You know, they're and they're on, you know, they're on technology, on their mm-hmm. iPads, but just allows them just the creativity and their, you know, freedom to have that God. To learn yeah.
0: and in their own using their own tools and, and using, yeah, yeah using mm-hmm.
1: their tools. So, how, kind of helping train teachers how to do that because okay. so many teachers, and I was one of them too. You know, you're afraid to use technology. You know, it's like, well, doesn't that take the place? No, it supplements it. Mm-hmm. it you know, it pairs with it. It's mm-hmm. it's a collaboration. You just yeah. got to make it work. And yeah. they, you know, a lot of teachers just have like, I don't know how to make that work. <laughs> Um, that's what we're here for.
0: That's cool. <laughs> so, that yeah. sounds like so a I'll really. Do you doing that. Yeah. And then, so do you have any other books on the horizon or. I do. Okay. I have,
1: so Liv's um, Messages is the second book um, in Liv's Seashells. Mm-hmm. And I'm about a third of the way through with illustrations. Illustrations are what take so long. You can mm-hmm. write something pretty fast, mm-hmm.
0: but
1: illustrating takes me about two hours illustration.
0: So two hours per page? Yeah and there's about 30. Okay. So
1: it's a it's a good chunk of chunk of time.
0: Okay and the publishing how how does that work? Super easy. Okay.
1: Yeah I used to use um, Kindle Direct Publishing which is through Amazon and now I go through Ingram Spark which is another kind of like a distributor basically. So and they all have templates like it's really so easy for anybody that's the other thing I want to do is teach people how to do it because mm-hmm. I could do it for you, mm-hmm. but you can do it too yeah so just there's templates up there you put in the words, you put in your pictures and
0: and then they take a percentage they or... do okay yeah okay. so
1: for example, if I sell a book for 14 mm-hmm. on Amazon, they're going to uh, let's see I think I get paid like six dollars okay.
0: So it's and a
1: it's a good
0: and then what percentage. about I mean I'm not necessarily asking about percentages or whatever but what about the, the downloadable ones do you do better on those or not as good or not as good just because their price point yeah, is lower yeah, their price yeah. point
1: lower and a mm-hmm. lot of times they'll automatically you know do a 99 cent run mm-hmm. and then, you know you don't really get really? from that yeah so they can do that kind of stuff without
0: that's super fun telling you yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is, you know, you get the exposure, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. oh, thanks, I yeah.
0: got a nickel, I where know. are we going shopping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look. It's all good. I know, I know. Well, um, do you want people to be able to get in contact with you personally, like if they had a, a story that they wanted to? To collaborate with you yeah, on? Yeah, so
1: on my website, I have a couple of different pages set up, and one of them is a contact page, okay. and...
0: And what is your website? Um,
1: it is impartedjoy.com.
0: Will you spell it for me?
1: I-M-P-A-R-T-E-D-J-O-Y dot com. <laughs> Perfect. Gosh, you put somebody else on the spot when they had to spell something, right? Too. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, <laughs>
0: mm. Mm. I don't think know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Yeah,
1: no, I've got um, books on there, but I also, you know, I do read alouds for schools, and um, I have what are called Spark Your Story sessions. So, if somebody wants, what is to, that? Basically, somebody wants to talk about an idea that they have. Um, you know, I've got a half an hour. Hey, let's jump on a call together and mm. and chat about it. I don't charge anybody for it.
0: Like it could be anything.
1: It could be anything. Yeah, anything oh, you want to write cool. about or talk about or you know you think you have an idea you know give you some guidance and I've got some templates set up that you know I can I share with somebody that's thinking about writing their story here's how you can organize it Mm. so I've got you know some things in the process of how to kind of grow it and make it a little bit more professional I guess Mm. Um, but I'm learning you know it's I'm so green at running your own business kind of thing it's it's kind of weird
0: well, I think you've hit on some really good ideas, um, just like, I mean, Twitter, like, I wouldn't yeah. even think in a million years to jump on Twitter, and that's been your, you know, a huge contact yeah. point for you, um, like what you were talking about with the blogs, and all lowercase, and the formatting of that, I mean, amazing, okay. so simple, mm-hmm. but it's, that's what's setting you apart, right, you're figuring that out, yeah. so I love that stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: And you just, you know, you don't, I don't want to say, and it's not, you know, I mean, I grew up where you only followed the people who were like you. You were only friends with the people, you know, your parents liked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And as, you know, you evolve and transform and you mature and you're seasoned Mm -hmm. (laughs) in life, it's like. We just got to love everybody Absolutely. and we need to be friends with everybody. Absolutely. And why exclude? And that's a big thing I teach my kids every year. Mm-hmm. It's like do not Mm-mm. exclude anyone mm-hmm. for any reason. Mm-hmm. Or you will you will fear my wrath. <laughs> I do say that. <laughs> they're like, "Okay." <laughs> and now they're they're even afraid to like come to me and tell me, you know, they don't tattle because you know that that'll get somebody in trouble and right. then you'll
0: really be in trouble <laughs> and the wrath really, the comes wrath really. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but that's just gosh that's that's a megaphone moment that's just
0: gosh love everybody yeah yeah absolutely all right everybody go out and buy these books you've heard about them the illustrations are really cute too so you did all that on procreate yeah yeah that's amazing i our creative director Tyler uses that quite a bit and he loves it yeah Yeah. he pumps out some really really cool stuff on that so thank you thank you thank you so much for coming to our little studio here it's been fun catching up and learning about your uh, past current and future endeavors (laughs) and if anybody out there is looking to collaborate on books podcasts anything yeah look us all up yeah we're out all out here wanting to talk and connect and collaborate so that's it that's it peace out <laughs>